Uh, hello? Boss? You around here? Hello? It's me, the GDL-16 intern. I mean, I have a real name, but you never ever call me that. Hello? Strange, Jason? Hmm, he's not here. But we have an episode of Six Foot Plus to do. People are going to be upset. Tens of tens of listeners are going to miss out. Wait, if he's not here to do it, does that mean I'm doing the show this week? All right! Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local 16, it's Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. we spend our time burying the dead and they keep coming back so let off the slack push it into the red and don't look back i'm uh, uh i'm so excited i don't know what i just said uh wait how does this go oh yeah six foot plus a podcast of the creepy side of music showcasing psychobilly horror punk demented surf and whatever i happen to find when gus and strange jason have me clean up this remote corner of the front office New episodes of this podcast pop up Fridays over at sixfootplus.com, on iTunes, and whatever you use to listen to a podcast while on your phone. 
If you want to help this podcast out, why, you can leave a rating, you can write a review, you can even subscribe. We also have this email thing that sends you out a reminder every time a new episode goes up. It's called the Six Foot Plus Dispatch. And you can find it over at sixfootplus.com. And you can find us on all sorts of social media websites. Like, I guess, well, that makes a good point. I'm going to have to take over all these sites now that Strange Jason has flown the coop. Facebook.com slash sixfootplus, at sixfootpluspodcast on Instagram, and at sixfootplus on Twitter. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. So, for the people of you who don't know, I'm the intern here at Grave Diggers Local 16. You might not recognize me since I only really pop up for the Halloween episodes, which you should check out. They're probably the best ones, if I don't say so myself. I also appear over at Grave Diggers Local 16 once in a while. You can find that online at gravediggerslocal.com. What I do here, well, I'm sort of finishing up my degree in mortuary sciences and post-mortem sociology over at the university in this town of Lethbridge. Normally, I'm filling up Strange Jason's coffee mug as he's doing this show right now, but nobody's seen him. Not John, Gus, the atomic mystery monster. Even Glenn the Sasquatch was by today. He usually knows everything that's going down here in Lethbridge. For some strange reason, since no one can ever see him, he's a Sasquatch. They're really talented at that. I've learned this from working here at Grape Diggers Local 16. It's a lot more informative than I thought it would have been. I know that Strange Jason hates it when he misses updates at six foot plus. So with his better interest in mind, we soldier on with this episode with me as your host. I hope I do a good job. Well, it's been a mad dash, but I think we're gonna have a lot on the show. Why, we've got music from the Mad Doctors, the Creeping Ivies, Haunted George, and a whole lot more. Plus, I'm not entirely sure how, but I think Monster Matt Patterson is going to pop up with one of his Monster Matt minutes. That guy, I'm not entirely sure about him. Plus, sometimes he has Igor with him. Weird sidekicks with strange voices. Man, that just creeps me out. But hey, when I was looking for music for this show in this remote corner of the front office, I found the recording of the next installment of Heather Buckley's Obscurities. Yeah, it seems before the boss disappeared, he talked with Miss Heather about the movie The Ninth Configuration. I'll have to see if the university's library has that, since there aren't any video stores left in this town. Yeah, well, we've got that to look forward to. Plus, we've got killer cuts from Craig Chaos. Wow. There's a lot on this episode. I hope I could do it all right. Well, right now we've got the Phantom Rockers and the song Horror Rock. Horror, 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 rock 
average teenager of today and you ask them what it is about rock and roll music that they like, and they'll, the first thing they'll say is the beat, the beat, the beat. Babylon the Great has fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. For the wages of sin is death. The battle comes. We will be ready. Yea, though we walk through the valley, we will fear no evil. Evil will fear us. The stage is set and the audience is screaming. In Hell's Appalooza, the best damn rock show ever. A full-length novel, weaving around and through a seven-story anthology. All about a rock festival in southern Missouri that truly raises hell. Available on Amazon.com. Look for Hell's Appalooza on Facebook and Twitter. This is Paul Mold from the Bad Hormones.
Blood Beach, man. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Off of the album, The Pits and the Pendulum. I need to get their other album. It's on vinyl. And then I need to get a record player. And then a stereo. Yeah, I need a lot of things. This may be a paid internship, but you don't make a lot of money digging graves. We also heard Blood Beach by the Inseminoids. That's off of their forthcoming album. Man, I'm so stoked that I found a preview copy of that. I like them over on Facebook and you should too. Facebook.com slash TheInseminoids. Man, they're so cool. We're kicking it up a notch this time around. I listened to the last couple of episodes and it's been pretty laid back. Pretty cool with episodes dedicated to surf and exotica, but it's time to get the blood flowing. It's August after all, and it's time to get ready for the granddaddy season of them all, Halloween. Yeah, it should be great this time of year. They're already stocking the shelves with stuff to buy and I totally have to figure out my costume. Last year, I was going to go as Zombie Lou Reed, but I realized how that was going to upset the folks of rights and equality for animated peoples. They don't like the Z word, since that seems to invoke a lot of negative stereotypes about the reanimated American community. But I just threw on some white powder instead of green makeup, and I, and I went as regular Lou Reed, and it was a huge hit. This year, I don't know. It's pretty hard to come up with a decent costume here in Lethbridge, since this town is naturally creepy on its own. I was thinking of maybe going as Jackson Fives, but I don't think I can grow a beard in time. I was thinking of also maybe doing The Mummy, since they're going to be rebooting the Universal's Monster franchise. How cool is that? But the last time I did that, everyone just thought I was a burn victim. Man, I don't know. Thankfully, I have time to think about it. If you got any suggestions, float them over my way on Twitter at Six Foot Plus. In the meantime, how about we listen to some mummies? Here now, the mummies. (laughs) 
was one of my favorite new bands, the Hamburglers. Those guys are cooler than a shamrock shake. So, uh, listener. Yeah, that's what he says. So, listener, if you ever come down to Lethbridge, we'll have to hang out and I'll show you around. It's not a bad city. Sure, most everyone I know calls it just a college town since of the two schools here and not much else, but there's plenty of going on. There are a couple of bars, a few cinemas, we even have a drive-in. Though I haven't been going out lately. Been busy here at Quayside Cemetery, working with Gus and Jason and maintaining the grounds. We recently got a new grant to develop some of the land further up the hill, which means more work for Bernie and his landscaping company. Man, you should meet Bernie. The guy's a hoot, but he's kind of weird. And everybody's weird in this town, so that's saying something. In fact, I think the person only weirder than him could be the dude who does the Monster Matt Minute. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, intern? Oh, oh you, hey, Monster Matt, you just kind of appear whenever that happens. Intern? Where on earth is Strange Jason? You haven't eaten him, have you? Jeez, I know I've put on some weight lately, but you don't have to hit a guy below the belt, and I don't know where the boss is. He just sort of split town. Oh, well, that's perfect, because I was supposed to wash his car. Now I don't have to, since he's away. Win-win. <laughs> no kidding. I was supposed to wax it. And the funny thing is... I really don't think he even owns a car. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to tell some bad monster jokes. And not only that, I'm going to do them buck naked because that's the only oh way to Oh my god. Don't do that. Don't. Oh, oh, I'm going to be sick. Cool morning maniacs. <laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your scene, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Pennsylvania. Hey yo! Uh Maniacs! How does an argument start between two cannibals? One of them says, Don't you give me any lip? <laughs> What's a classic jazz love song for horror fans? Buenos Cara, Buenos Cara, Scream Arena. Ooh, that scared me. <laughs> yes, kiss, kiss. Mm. All right, moving on. What film stars Barbara Steele as a vengeful Lego witch? Block Sunday! <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, what TV show is a guilty pleasure for Stephen King's Firestarter? Burn Notice! <laughs> And finally, Maniacs, finally. What TV and film crossover do you get with Antique Hunters, A Haunted House, Insane Asylum, and more? American Horror Story Pickers. 
Yes, maniacs, yes. And we will see you next time. Ouija board witches and cadaver dreams. Bye-bye. Uh, this has been the Monster Mat Minute with Monster Mat <coughs> Patterson. Oh, congratulations. We got through it. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, uh, I don't know why, go to Twitter, at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. And read up on all his adventures and artwork over at hahahorror.com. <laughs> like us for all your rockabilly and retro clothes. Visit us at 67 Main Street, Tonawanda, New York, or catslikeus.com.
Plants, and also X-ray eyes from the fiends. Man, it would have been cool to have X-ray eyes. I could totally go into the CAT scan business. Of course, I wouldn't know what I was looking at, so I'd probably have to draw it out or something, and then give it to a doctor. But I'm no good at art. That's why I kind of got into the mortuary sciences, which is weird. Do you know what you are when you can't draw and you're not that good at science? An English major. And then when you can't seem to spell correctly, that only leaves the life of digging graves. And digging graves isn't so bad. A lot of free coffee and interesting conversations with all the customers. It's like this conversation I found between Strange Jason and Heather Buckley. Yeah, before he disappeared, the boss made sure to prepare this month's installment of Heather Buckley's Oddscurities. And here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Heather Buckley's Oddscurities. Normally, I trek out to Buckley Manor, located in the heart of New Jersey, but this time around, we're here in my corner of the front office with the one and only Heather Buckley. Hi, Heather. Hello. <laughs> uh, Heather is a journalist, a writer, and a filmmaker. Her writing has been featured in Fangoria and Dread Central, and she has worked on the films Circus of the Dead, Dead Still, and We Are Still Here. It's good to see you again, Heather. It's been a while. Yes, Jason. I've been uh, out traveling to different parts of the United States to uh, get, some, get some of these uh, magnificent pieces of cinema done. Yes, you've been saving horror one film at a time, and we thank you. So what are we talking about today? We're going to, well, since this is uh, all about obscurities, I want to talk about one of my uh, favorite obscure films, which is The Ninth Configuration. Anyone who sort of I get close to in life or becomes a very tight friend of mine, I need to show them The Ninth Configuration. It's not necessarily a horror film, but it's an unofficial sequel to a very famous horror film, The Exorcist. Oh. It follows the story of the astronaut that Reagan says in the first film, you're going to die up there. Okay. So it follows his story, 
in an asylum. And so Billy Cutshaw, played by Scott Wilson, who's everyone has seen in the Walking Dead Dead series, mm-hmm. follows his uh, follows his character. Um, and uh, it, the cast is amazing. So Stacy Keach is in it. Jason Miller, Ed Flanders, Robert Loja, Tom Atkins, Richard Lynch, Joe Spinell. Oh, yeah. Joe Spinell. <laughs> and I actually, uh, I actually talked to uh, Tom Atkins about this film. Who, that he actually he hates this film because of how uh, William Peter uh, Blatty, who is the writer of the book that it's uh, that it's that it's based on, Twinkle Twinkle Killer, Twinkle Twinkle Killer Killer Kane. So it's based on that book. And he, uh, Vladdy, uh, dragged everybody out into Eastern Europe to shoot this film, and he just felt that the, uh, the shooting conditions were abysmal. But I did get some stories that, of course, that, uh, Joe Spinell, of course, you know, New York City guy, mm-hmm. Jason Miller, New York City guy, were just totally, um, would, would go out there, and their, their, their drinking was, was legendary. And being thrown out of bars and, and those type of stories. But again, like having their door knocked on really early in the morning and he just felt it was very unprofessional to get it done. And he uh, literally uh, told me I was there with uh, with my friend and fellow filmmaker, Scooter McRae. And he says, it's like, I don't even know why anyone ever liked this film. So we're going to talk about why this, this film, why this film is great. Uh, a lot of people brought it up when Scorsese's uh, Stutter Island uh, came up because the, uh, the plots are very similar. Mm-hmm. So a um, Stacy Keach plays uh, a officer that comes into this asylum where all these guys are high, highly loquacious, very funny, quoting mo- quoting movie lines, and he's there to talk to Cutshaw, who's the astronaut mm-hmm. from the Exorcist, the, the Exorcist, and asking him why he doesn't want to go to the moon. And here we explore, as William Peter Blatty's books do, God, atheism. Here we talk about Hamlet. The idea of insanity, the idea of are you going to go insane? What is it like to pretend to be insane? So for those of us who've seen Shutter Island, it's sort of very close to the idea of uh, the men pantomiming insane or are they not really insane and sort of living out fantasies and storylines within it. Um, I love it because I'm a huge fan of ensemble casts. I mean, outside of me loving horror films, I like things like The Dirty Dozen and Ke- Kelly's Heroes, mm-hmm. this film. Again, yeah, it sounds little... like it has a wonderful ensemble cast. And and you can keep going. You can keep going. Like, George Decino's George in it, Neville Brand. And you can also, and as, as, as people who are friends of the Exorcist series, you'll also know that a lot of this cast is also in Exorcist 3. Oh. Yeah. Most of the most of the cast has made it into uh, into that film. So bridging the gap. So you're bridging the gap. So that's now going to connect Exorcist to Ninth Configuration to Exorcist Three, mm-hmm. which uh, I will definitely talk about on a on a future podcast because it's a film that's very very close to me. I actually found out about Ninth Configuration when I was a very young girl. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the Phantom Movie Guide and I was just taken aback by the cast yeah. that was in it. And the storyline. And for me, it's like out of the top three films that really, uh, really affect me are Murat Saad, Ninth Configuration, and, and The Ruling Class. Just because I love highly loquacious characters just going on and on about their, their, their theories, their theories of life. And the monologues uh, here are great. Jason Miller, 
there trying to create Hamlet for dogs. (laughs) And he's there, and Spinell's character's name is Spinell in the film, and he's there in front of Stacey Keach talking about the problem of Hamlet. It's like, is Hamlet pretending to be mad, or is he actually mad himself Mm -hmm. with the dogs there? And then at the end you figure out the reason he's going on this entire diatribe is because of the because of the uh, the dog you know to to try to get to try to make the dogs understand that this is how they should be playing hamlet and then he sort of drags them drags them out of the uh, out of the room there's also incredibly strange surrealistic imagery um, of note is that the vhs of ninth configuration mm-hmm. is much and also from my research online the laserdisc has an alternative ending which is not on the dvd oh the dvd and I will not, of course, give, a, give, give away the ending, is much more straightforward in how it sort of telegraphs what happens to the Kane character mm-hmm. than what it does on the, uh, on the VHS and the Laserdisc. And I prefer, and a lot of, a lot of uh, folks prefer the Laserdisc and the, um, and the, and, and the VHS, that, that ending better. Now, if you listen to the commentary on the DVD, William Peter Blatty talks about the alternate ending and but why he chose the the ending on the on the dvd mm-hmm. but it's not shown on the dvd i also have the the novelization of it and i was actually very lucky lincoln center many months back showed a, a very pink copy of the ninth configuration but what it's with its original title its original title was the title of the book called Twinkle, Twinkle, Killer Kane. So it had the original title card at the beginning of it, and it was great. And they, they showed that with uh, with one of uh, one of Barth's uh, films, which is um, uh, and they had and they had Stacey Keach talk, talk about that. It was the end of the road, which okay. Is, which is, I believe, is a little little scene film. I mean, if Ninth Configuration is crazy and all over the place, uh, the end of the road. I, I remember again. Scooter was there also. I said, "Like, what is what is this film about?" It was incredibly, incredibly strange and put together. Also, a film about Keach being in a mental institution here um, and tr- trying to sort of figure out figure out life. And I think it's like films during that time period. I mean, this was made in 1980s, but generally films during the 60s and 70s were always exploring. Mm-hmm people and mental institutions psychologists and if i go back to my original list you know ruling class also also had um lots of like scenes of psychologists because the peter o'toole character came out of the psychologist's state to go back to his very uh, affluent powerful family and then he has to face another psychologist as another plot point during the road so no. it's like during that during that time period so ninth, ninth configuration i think if you can sit through it every time i've sat through it with with, with friends and loved ones mm-hmm. i'm always like white knuckling it because i have no idea what people will think about this film because it's more of an intake into the human mind and madness and the concept of insanity whereas other movies perhaps were more plot driven is that what's going on there's just a lot of talking in it. It's a lot of monologues. It's a lot of talking. It's mm-hmm. a lot of glib talking. At one point in the film, there's like a big biker fight oh. that has that plays a huge role. And mm-hmm. um, Richard Lynch plays one of the bikers in it. Oh, weird. Yes. 
Okay. Uh huh. That's what I mean. It's just that the film has a very has a very gonzo gonzo f- feel to it. Mm-hmm. At some places, it's very very kitchen sink. It's always amazing to see Ed Flanders, who's of course like one of the many actors in the cast that is no longer with us, but his his performance is is is, is pretty amazing as Colonel Richard Fell. Okay. Yeah. And he has just a great glib line delivery. Again, you see his character is very similar that he plays in Exorcist Three. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned DVD, Laserdisc, and VHS, so this is widely available, and I'm sure it's probably found streaming somewhere. If you could recommend somebody tracking down, what would you say? I would say, well, it's 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 difficult because the only way you're going to see it clearly is on is on a is on a DVD. Yeah. So I would su- suggest that they get the DVD and watch the commentary. If they really fall in love with it, they should they should get the VHS of it mm-hmm. so they could actually see the alternative ending because I feel that it, it it works better as an entire piece. Yeah. With the with the alternative. Now, would you let's say someone had a long weekend? Would you recommend? How would would you recommend they watch The Exorcist? Maybe The Exorcist Two, then the Ninth Config- Configuration, and then Exorcist Three. It does see it doesn't it does not make sense as a as a as a continuation. Yeah. And I don't know if the Exorcist sequels could be really watched in a row mm-hmm. because they're so totally different from one another. You could actually watch Ninth Configuration and Exorcist Three together because their casts are so similar. So it's like taking an ensemble cast from the eighties and ensemble who's ever yeah. left it. They left the cast in the nineties and see how they play their parts di- di- differently. Because um, as, as thinking about it, it's like. Most of, most of the cast is in, is in Exorcist 3, mm-hmm. and I think your only sort of line between one character and the other and how sort of they play their roles is the, um, is the Ed Flanders role. Okay. But Scott Wilson's playing his, his role differently. Uh, Georgia DeSino is playing his role his role differently in the, uh, in, the, in the film. Also, Scott Wilson is. He's a little bit more subdued as we're used to used to seeing him i mean and scott wilson was uh he mentioned it when we were because i actually came back from texas frightmare um if folks look for it online or if you you certainly want to link it to your to your your site yeah they he's interviewed and talks about ninth configuration a little bit because he's known for for that sort of like an occulty sort of way but he's also known for his uh great lead lead role in in cold blood Oh, no kidding. So is there any particular scene in that this movie that you would like, if you could show to just an, a friend or perhaps an individual? I mean, it sounds like it's a whole complete piece that someone really should watch from start to finish. But is there something that stands out about this movie that really made you fall in love with it? It's a continuous bonkers monologues that every single one of the characters has. It's the frenetic non-stop talking of, of incredible content that I'm interested in, which mm-hmm. is sort of like the idea of religion, the idea of atheism. I mean, because that's the whole fear that the that Kutchua's character has. It's his fear of, of sort of, of dying alone on the moon and are we alone? And for me, I, I have atheistic beliefs, but I was raised a Catholic, so I'm always fascinated in that in that conversation. And William Peter Blatty himself was going to be um, a priest, was raised, a, a, you know, went to school to be a mm-hmm. Jesuit. 
So he's oh, a, yes. So he was a, so his books are it's filled with that sort of stuff. I mean, I've never read The Exorcist, but I had a, I have read um, Toko Toko Keller Kane, and I have read Legion, mm-hmm. and they're they re, they read as comedies yeah. and they read they read as satire, but they're always sort of questioning and moving uh, moving the idea around mm-hmm. about about religion, about what's out there, and they're not always a hundred percent clear. It, I mean, I mean, because it, that's where that's where the title ninth configuration is about is like all the proteins in the universe they had to form a ninth configuration to create life on earth and one character takes that position that that's a great miracle of existence and what about the miracle of good in good in the world and it's it's just very very philosophical i mean though though a film i haven't seen but one that i want to which is the coen brothers a serious man yeah it's like this almost seems like a film that you'd want to you would want to watch with it too because it's another film about existential questioning Mm -hmm. and the rigor of philosophical thought within a faith context but not necessarily because you don't not need to have to be of one faith to really explore existence so instead of doing the weekender with uh, the exorcist you do like Ninth configuration, Exorcist three, and then top it off with the Coen Brothers, A Serious Man. You you possibly could because um, I mean you could watch Ninth Configuration and a and A Serious Man if you want to go back to back sort of uh with fun philosophical debate and then mm-hmm. sort of like a depth to the to the debate in some some sense. But if you want to see uh sort of an uh, a different take on an ensemble cast, you'd probably want to watch Exorcist uh, three. And ninth ninth configuration, yeah. but it's it's definitely it's definitely not for everybody because I don't think that the three together would work because again it's just they're very they're they're trying to reach certain things because Exorcist three was incredibly cut by the powers powers of being they were forced to have a different different ending mm-hmm. and the text itself Legion explores different things that are what in the film the, uh. fil- the film was uh was made by, uh, I believe, uh, Morgan Creek, and it was the 90s when nobody had any faith in horror. Yeah. And so they just recut it. It was very stressful to make. A lot of films during that early 90s time, it really, really suffered from that. I actually uh, actually saw it in the uh, in the theater. But this is, like, made in 19, 1980, shot in, shot in Eastern Europe. Ninth configuration was kind of... A little bit of that auteur cycle. Mm-hmm. It was strange. I don't believe it made a lot of money in the in the the box office. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, if you're if you are the one who says that, it's kind of a way to do a litmus test on people. It is. Um, I I can't imagine it really went over well with the general public. And sometimes, like on social media, again, like people will bring it up, yeah. and someone does. That's like, I get it. I'm your best friend, but it's not. It's not brought up all the time. It's still something that someone has has not has not seen, or people haven't even heard of this film. Well, and we're hopefully. we're in the internet age, right? You would think that everything's above ground at this point. You will. That's what we're here for. We're to put the spotlight on these often overlooked films, in which we have now. So, challenge for all of the listeners right now is to go out and to see Ninth Configuration. Yes, and if you see Scott Wilson at a horror convention, you should have him sign "Don't order the swordfish" because every time I see him, that's what I want. That's what I want to tell him. Don't. Which is one of the lines from the film. Don't order the swordfish. I think that's those are words of wisdom to live by. Well, thank you, Heather.
Captain Cutshaw, Benson. In order for life to have appeared spontaneously on Earth, there first had to be hundreds of millions of protein molecules of the ninth configuration. Vincent. But given the size of the planet Earth, do you know how long it would take for just one of these protein molecules to appear entirely by chance? Vincent. Roughly 10 to the 243rd power billions of years. And I find that far, far more fantastic than simply believing in a God.
That was The Creeping Ivies, following that edition of Heather Buckley's Obscurities. Things got a bit fuzzy on the audio department at the end there. I wonder if that's why Strange Jason skipped town this week. Maybe he's gone forever, huh? Well, hello! I'm the GDL16 intern, and I got my own theories as to why the host of this show, Strange Jason, decided not to show up today. It's all of this work! In addition to the Monster Map Minute and the Heather Buckley's Obscurities, we have a brand new edition of Killer Cuts from Craig Chaos. Craig Chaos is a vinyl enthusiast who sends in a selection from the Crypt of Chaos every few weeks to be shared with you on this program. If you want to talk shop with the Chaos Keeper himself, then contact him via email. K-K-H-A-O-S-3-8 at hotmail.com, if you dare. This time around, it's the band Dead United, and the song is Hell of a Night which is probably what Strange Jason had last night. It's probably why he's not in today. This is from Dead United's 2013 limited edition 12-inch EP, Night Featured, from Control Light Records. Enjoy! <laughs> Take the first slice Hell of the night of the night So 
Debbie Rashawn, and you are listening to the Six Foot Plus Podcast, baby. Listen up. in flames. Sad news this week as Marilyn Burns passed away at a very young age, 65. She played Sally, the iconic final girl in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's her demented laughter that made one of the most skin-crawling scenes throughout the creepy empire of horror. She was also in the 2013 sequel, which I think a lot of people want to forget, along with the 1994 movie, which people kind of want to forget. But she was also in movies like Future Kill and Eaten Alive. Oh man, I need to see if any of those are on Netflix. 
Maybe VRNet will come back as a subscription service showing only horror movies. How cool would that be? I mean, they have one for pro wrestling, and now they have one for The Simpsons, so why not horror? I don't know, but sign me up. We've got a few more songs to go. Ah, this isn't as difficult as I thought it would have been. Huh, I'm getting the hang of this. So let's play a song from one of the late kings of rock and roll, Hassel Atkins. Jeff is living in half a day. Move us off the drive and drive away. Bills for the ring and the chains rattled out. I knew I moved in a haunting house. Still made up my mind today. Nothing more to go drive me away. When I see something to give me grief, had one be gone, something else.
George with The Chopper and Dead Elvis with Out Tonight. And I guess we're out too. The clock on the wall is flashing red, which is weird because it's an analog one. I'm going to guess that we're at the end of this episode of Six Foot Plus. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I've enjoyed myself. Hopefully we'll be able to find Strange Jason and maybe he can come back and do this next week. But if he doesn't show up, well, I'll be here next Friday with a brand new episode. Don't forget to rate and review and read Grave Diggers Local 16 in the meantime. Found online at gravediggerslocal.com. And I don't know, talk to whoever's running the Twitter feed at six foot plus. That's the number six F-T-P-L-U-S. It's not going to be me because I just tried to log on and well, I don't have the passwords. So whoever it is, well, tell them I said hi. Ah, let's end this show with Slug Shake Armageddon by the Mad Doctors who have a new release coming out soon. I hope to get it. I like that band, and I think they'll like you, especially if you buy their new record. So go do it. Ah, well this wasn't too bad. And I think I did a good job hosting this show. Hmm, I might just have to take over six foot plus. You know, do it full time. Maybe I'm not meant to be a grave digging intern, but a podcast superstar. Maybe I'd start my own show and maybe even get a network going. That'd be great. I could be like Doom Dragomir. Wow. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on.
Uh, hello? This is the front office of Gravedigger's Local 16. Or at least a remote corner of it of... Oh! Oh, boss! Hi! Hey! Oh, uh, ho! Um, how are ya? Where are you? Oh, I'm, I'm just here in the, in the recording booth and, well, I'm finishing up this week's show. Yeah, it's going to go out on time and everything. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, where do you want me to meet you? What? Like, I have right now? But I still have to finish up the... And, and bring a tape recorder? And, and what coffee? Uh, hold on, let me write this down. Uh, tape recorder labeled the good stuff. And it's in the back. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Right now? Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Okay, I'll see you soon. Um, okay, I, I guess he's okay. That was, uh, that was strange Jason or somebody close to it. Uh, I gotta go. I'm sorry, but I have to go and meet him. And I have to pack a bag or something. Oh, wow. Well, weird. Okay, um, so until next time, listener, uh, oh, what, how, how does he say it? Oh, so until next time, dear listener, uh, well, whenever next time will be, I, uh, well, thanks. Thanks for listening, I, I guess. Okay. Ah, huh. man, I, I wonder who's going to do the show now. Well, I don't mind if I do.
Foot Plus, episode 117. To inter, uninter.